What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo di Montalbano. We got the full crew today, fellas. How we doing? NFL football is just one day away. We are recording this Wednesday night. So pumped for the Chiefs and the Lions tomorrow. Fellas, the NFL is back. How we doing? Okay, good. Fire it yeah, up. I mean, no, I thought, um, thought Dean was going to take the lead. <laughs> I, I Appar- usually apparently do. we're apparently we're super pumped up. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest. I genuinely feel like Ricky Bobby when he's says and so she loved this line. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. That's I'm not exactly what to do with my hands right now. Yeah, I mean, weird ass game to start the season, in my opinion, with Detroit Kansas City. But and then I mean, the line's even weirder. So it's got me in a little bit, all, a little bit of a fits, but. Pumped up. I can't wait for it actually sucks. We have to wait until Monday night for the Jets to embarrass the Bills. But I guess good things come to those who wait, right? So Right. Yeah. I actually don't hate the Jets being on Monday night. Kind of gives us a I'm actually a, very happy. A little time a little time on Sunday to settle in, get all the adrenaline out on Sunday mm-hmm. with all the football being back, and then Monday lock the fuck in when the Jets dominate Buffalo on nine eleven. I cannot wait. I mean, they're gonna. Uh, fuck, they are gonna dominate. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Um, so we got an NFL preview today for the people. We are picking our division winners for each division. We're gonna give the people our favorite over under for each division, and then we will pick the rest of the three teams that will make the playoffs. So we're gonna start right in our home division, the AFC East. The Bills uh, won this division last year. Miami also made the playoffs out of this division. Ray, we'll start with you. Who you got winning this division? Does it even need to be said? Yeah, I mean, this is a close one. Uh, I'm going the Jets, baby. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, but this is probably, the, I think, the strongest three teams um, in a division out of in the entire league. I think I think it's safe to say, at least from uh, my opinion. I just think, personally, I think we match up really well against the Dolphins. I think they're kind of overrated, too. Spoiler alert, I did not take them as my under, but I wanted to. I was actually surprised by how low their number was. Um, but I mean, it all starts with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, they got they got the quarterback figured out. Sure, I know a lot of people are looking to say their defense is a little overrated, just because I think what five of their seven wins last year came against backup or third string quarterbacks. But I don't think that's the case. I think this defensive line is one of one of, if not the best in football. They go ten deep. I think they're going to be constantly in the quarterback's face, and I think especially the Dolphins and. Um, what you call it? the Dolphins and Bills? Their offensive line, there are holes in that on those on those teams. So I think we're going to be able to get in the quarterback's face a lot. And then on offense, Brees Hall is going to be back to healthy. I think by sometime by mid season, he'll be at his full peak form. And until then, they just have a stable of running backs to help out with Aaron Rodgers. And then not to mention uh, Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to solidify himself as a top five wide receiver this year. So I think all everything's going to click for this team. I think they win the division. Close, but I think it's gonna be um it's gonna be theirs for the taking at the end of the year. Nice. Dino, we'll make this no, two for two. Yeah, I mean I hate to do it. I hate because I know you're probably gonna follow in suit and then this just turns into a homer pod. But I, I, I kinda Never. wanna I kinda wanna talk about it as unbiased as possible because when you hear about this team and the hype around it, obviously all the talk of the pundits and People in media talking about it all just resonates and starts with Rodgers. And honestly, I don't believe that's a question. I I think Rodgers was fairly brutal last year. 
especially when we look deep into the statistics. I'll actually go into that later in the podcast. But I, I genuinely believe that was due to his situation and obviously his broken thumb on his on his throwing hand. I don't think it's a question. I think this offense, as far as Rodgers and this receiving core and obviously this crazy running back back this crazy backfield are they're going to deliver I, I genuinely believe that but what's really going to separate again like Ray said this top three that are just nasty the best three I would say top three in the league as far as any division goes and there's some pretty considerable ones out there is going to be this D-line dominance just like Ray said it needs to clearly be a top five top three unit and then on top of that, it needs to be a healthy, much healthier year than last year for this offensive line. And it needs to have some cohesion and really just keep Rodgers upright. Yeah, for sure. I'll make this clean sweep. I also have the Jets. The Jets are plus 270 right now to win the division. Um, so if you haven't, go place your bets. I think collectively between the three of us we have about 12 bets on the jets winning the division right now because every single hard knocks episode i get more and more fired up and i just (laughs) keep doubling and tripling down on them um but i really do believe like you guys that this is the best team in the division i think um with buffalo what did they really do this offseason to get better i mean they brought in leonard floyd they brought in a couple pieces on the offensive line but just to make it marginally better, really struggled last year. Um, They obviously drafted Dalton Kincaid, but I think for tight ends, it takes them a little while to get going. So I just think the way the Jets played last year without a quarterback, now we have one. I think the overall roster is just better this year. And the Bills, I don't think, did enough. Um, They're obviously still going to be good. I still think they're going to be in the playoffs, but I really do think this is uh, it's New York's year. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it three for three with the jets here. All right, boys. Uh, We all have, we all have the jets. Let's get to our favorite over under from this division, Ray, who you got or uh, who you not like. Yeah. I mean, I teased it. I was going to go the Dolphins under, but I was surprised their, their over under was only nine and a half and it was pretty heavy skewed towards the under, which I was surprised just based on how much love they're getting from the media. So I just doubled down. I went over jets, nine and a half wins. That was minus minus one twenty. I already have so much money invested. I just said, fuck it. And just keep going. What about you, Dino? Uh, this one has actually seen a lot of action um, in the over, which has made this underline actually as, as pretty as it's been all off season. And that's going to be under 10 and a half for the bills. And right now is plus a dollar 30, which is pretty rich. You could even really lay the 60 cents and get under 11 and a half, which honestly I'd probably be inclined to do. And that's just going to be based off of, you know, they're we're in this incredibly tough AFC and you play, play the fins twice, play the jets twice. You play the pats, which are of course always going to be a tough opponent with, you know, with bill Belichick leading that team. And, you know, there's just a, there's just a crazy gauntlet of, of AFC quarterbacks that can really make any team lose. And when, when, when a division is this tight, I I genuinely do love what the bills have done in, in the draft the past two years. And I I think they're going to have some sophomore surges from a, from a few guys, even though they're saying Kyrie Elam hasn't done really well 
um, in camp of late. They got a few UDFAs and and some guys that are coming off the edge that will, I think, make the next jump. But when you really look deep in this team, it is not very deep. It it, it really isn't. And we saw Josh Allen go under fire last year. And this offensive line, they added Torrance, but is that going to – and I loved him, obviously, one of my, my guys uh, out of Florida – and I think they got him for a steal in the second round, but is that going to be enough? And, you know, all it takes is, you know, that elbow injury that he had last year to kind of go the wrong way and actually have him miss a few games and have him not be an absolute freak. And this under is a smash. So this isn't really me fading the team. It's me more liking the competition around them. A little yeah, that, that's fair. We also d- didn't even mention Von Miller is going to start the year on the pub too. Yeah. which is absolutely massive for them. I, like I said, they brought in Leonard Floyd, but Von Miller was an absolute killer when he got to Buffalo last year and then got banged up a little bit. But he's really – him and him and Greg Rousseau, I mean, and, that's really all they have along that defensive line right now. And Leonard, they, Leonard they Floyd. Could not, they couldn't generate pressure at all when Von Miller got hurt last year. It was that was That was like almost – I mean, we talked about it on this podcast. That was basically them in the coffin at that point. I was yeah, gonna say right. that, that Leonard that Leonard Floyd edition though was I think it's one of the sneakiest like quietest editions in the off season. I think it's definitely gonna help them out, especially as uh, Vaughn recovers. But they just don't have someone with the juice off the edge without him. He brought so much fucking energy and just explosiveness off the edge. He was the first half of the season in particular. He looked unstoppable, man. He still has it. They're really gonna miss him, and I think someone like Ed Oliver may have to pick up the pace from the interior. Yeah, I kind of thought he was washed, and then the way he started last year was was unbelievable. So um, they're definitely going to look for for him to come back healthy and strong, but they're definitely going to miss him at least for the first four. Um, My right. bad. I just want to I just want to add one last thing because I genuinely think that this just this one factor going the opposite way of what I believe it to be would be their saving grace and and have them really kind of just lock up this division. And that, and that is if they can get James Cook and this offense and this, you know, this run game going. And I genuinely believe that they are that dimension away. And we've said it a lot on this podcast from just having this team be really scary and have their best shot at winning the Super Bowl and going all the way. All right. Uh, I'm with Ray here. I also have so much money on this Jets over, but I truly do believe it over nine and a half. Minus one twenty. I won't. Uh, I won't elaborate too much on that. So, all right. Let's head to the AFC North, where the Cincinnati Bengals won this division last year. The Ravens also made the playoffs out of this division. Dino, we'll start with you. Who you got as your division winner for the AFC North? This division, just like the East, is going to be as tough as any other, uh, especially the top three. Actually, I, I uh, dude, this division's crazy. Yeah, I think all four. I think I think pound for pound, this is the best division in football. Uh, when you count all four, obviously, definitely talking East. We were just talking the top three. Uh, and my pick to win this division this year in twenty twenty three is the Ravens. I prefaced my faith in this Ravens team going into the season in our in our very early NFL power rankings a few months back. And put simply, I have total, total belief that with a healthy and paid Lamar with the best weapons he has had in his career 
and the offensive play calling and reigns passed on from Greg Roman to a Todd Munkin, this offense is just going to go nuclear. I, I genuinely believe it. He's going to go 4,000 plus yards. He's going to probably get to 900, potentially even a thousand yards rushing. It's going to be a historic year. I, I will not pretend to have this much faith in this team and Lamar when it comes to facing, you know, AFC's finest come playoff time. And I'm not going to pretend like, you know, there's not going to be growing pains that are expected, uh, but shifting to, you know, obviously the growing pain shifting to a very new offense that's going to run a ton of 11 personnel, but really this team is extremely well coached. It always has been under Jim Harbaugh and reported to have taken noticeable, noticeable strides in camp Early on in camp, they they were supposedly the offense was getting destroyed day in and day out. Uh, that is not the case anymore to to end out training camp. Lamar was looking great. This offense was looking like a more run oiled, uh, well oiled machine. I apologize. It will still take a few weeks into this regular season, but uh, they have a comp- completely revitalized feel in camp, and and this team is gonna is gonna go nuts. I, I genuinely believe it. Ray, who are you feeling here? Yeah, I mean, I'm fading that hard as fuck. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I think this team has been so run heavy for so long that Arm. I think this the transition to Monk is going to be a lot different. I think, I think Lamar is actually going to struggle. So I don't, and also I don't think four thousand yards passing is nuclear in the year 2023. But I digress. With a thousand uh, yards rushing, it would be. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's not going to happen though. Um, I'm going. I'm sticking with the uh, defending champs. I'm going Cincinnati Bengals. Joey Ice. He's going to be back ready to go week one. The, the NFC North, good for them. I didn't even notice this. They play the uh, AFC North, sorry. They play the NFC West and the AFC South, two of, I think, maybe the weakest divisions in football. So I think that's going to be go, go uh, bode well for all this whole division for their overs, if I'm being honest. But in terms of the Bengals, they're just so loaded with talent. I think Jamar Trace and T. Higgins are going to maybe uh, give – Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are run for their money for the best one-two receiving combo in the league. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a, a pro's pro. He's still there uh, working on the slot. And you know my boy Chuck Jones is going to take over at some point, whether it's this year or next. I love the addition of Orlando Brown. I think it just solidifies the offensive line as a whole. I think you move Jonah Williams to right tackle where he's a little bit more better suited. And this offensive line, which was – a major, major era of concern less than two years ago is looking like a, a strong unit. And then on defense, this is another team that's just they're pretty deep as shit on the defensive line, in particular at edge. Um, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. Uh, Sam Hubbard is just an all around, just a solid player. But Trey Hendrickson, since he signed with Cincinnati, he's just taken off as a top 10 edge rusher in the league. I love uh, drafting strength and just drafting to make something a strength even stronger with miles murphy give him some time to develop and also joseph asai i mean we all remember him from that uh what afc championship game was it the uh second round that one of the worst penalties i've ever seen in my life but he's a he's got some juice off the edge as well so i think this uh defensive line is up there for a top 10 unit in the league as well well i'm really curious to see what this team and to see if they can take the next step and get past the Chiefs in the playoffs, I want to see the secondary take shape. They got a lot of young pieces who have to take on big roles with the loss of Von Bell and um, what's his name? Jesse oh Bates. God. Jesse Bates, thank you, at safety. So Dax Hill, is he going to be playing a free safety? He's going to be playing more slot. I'm curious to see. And then same thing with um, another Michigan man, uh, DJ Turner. Is he going to end up taking over that slot role at some point? 
And then my guy, Jordan Battle, a big physical kind of box safety. I think I want to see him take over that job too. So they have a lot of young pieces that I think need to emerge. And if they can all reach their potential, I think it's going to be another really solid unit as well. So I like uh, the Bengals. And I'll just say right now too, I have their over 10 and a half as well. I just doubled down on this division. I won't be doing that the rest of the show. I promise. But I, uh, this, this division, I think is just so tightly knit. I didn't know which way to go with every other team. And I, I just think that the Bengals are the real deal in this division. So I just had to go with them over as well. Yeah. This division is just so fucking loaded. Um, the Bengals and the Ravens win total are both 10 and a half. The Browns are at nine and a half and the Steelers are at eight and a half. That's just absurd. Um, this was tough, honestly. I really feel like any four of these teams could actually win the division. I don't know if you guys also feel like that. I would act. I, I really do. Um, On paper, the Browns are. are that's that's up. where I'm. That's where I'm going here. This is a team that I've I really, love it. I've really liked during the off season. Um, I I really love what they've done, and I think this whole off season with Deshaun Watson is going to be massive for him. Coaches have just spoken so highly about how much better he's gotten and how much better he looks, even compared to his days in Houston um, this offseason. They added more weapons with Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman, who, as a number four, I really like as a rookie. This is the best offensive line in the division for sure. And adding Zadarius Smith was so underrated for them that will eliminate so many double teams that Miles Garrett sees. And they also needed to get tougher in the interior of that defensive line. They uh, they brought in Dalvin Tomlinson from Minnesota, which I love. And I also think this is arguably the best secondary, maybe besides the Ravens, with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and, and Martin Emerson. I'm a little worried about how many young pieces in that secondary Cincinnati has. I, they're so loaded on offense. They can easily win this. Honestly, anybody can win this division, but I really like this this team top to bottom. And I mean, I'm also looking at some odds right now, plus 400 to win the division for a division that I think is kind of a toss up in a lot of areas. Fuck it, I'll I'll take a I'll throw a little juice on them. Now, quick question: did they did they have the lowest odds, or was it the Steelers? Oh, uh, the Steelers are eight and a half, or plus 500 to win the to win the division. Oh, okay, okay, five and a half, five, plus yeah. 500. That's not that bad. Yeah. It's crazy right, how, but, dude. This division is fucking loaded. I feel like it is year in year out. Those, but... those price points actually, Vegas is, is clearly showing a lot of credence that that these are teams that are definitely in, you know, in the makeup there. And exactly how you said it, this is just a toss up. Yeah the uh, the Bengals are plus one forty, the Ravens are plus two thirty five, and then the Browns and the Steelers are plus four hundred, plus five hundred respectively. Yeah, um, all right. Who we got for over-unders? Ray, you gave out the Bengals already, so Dino, we'll, we'll go to you here. This is my second favorite over-under. I'll be completely honest. The last one I did not like. I did not like any from the AFC East, so I was not thrilled to even talk on the matter, to be honest. But this one I love. Uh, and and it's got to be Steelers over 8.5. And, and listen, it's at minus 140 now. I, I did not get the best of this number. I believe it was it was at minus one ten for for a while, but I'm more than glad to lay the forty cents to bet on Mike Tomlin, Mike fucking Tomlin going five hundred or above in eighteen straight seasons. It's I still cannot believe he did it last season. I can't believe he did it, and the fact that this is the line seems so disrespectful to me. When you have a defense that had horrific injury luck, your best player and one of the best edge rushers and game 
disruptors in football was out for a good portion of the season. And you have a rookie quarterback last year who looks awesome in camp, looked awesome in the preseason and is primed to make that sophomore surge. And even if he just does a little bit better, I don't understand how, how this could not be almost a lock. I, I think that this bet is, is as good as it gets. I genuinely do. And I get that it's, you know, the toughest division in football and very tough schedule all littered across the AFC, but this team just finds a way to win. And, and they have guys everywhere. They had a great draft this past year. I think Keanu Benton, Benton, out of Wisconsin is obviously going to play play a solid role in in a big need in interior de- defensive line there, and uh, you can't bet against Mike Tomlin. It's like betting against Belichick. Yeah, I really do think all all four of these teams can somehow be over five hundred, which is just unbelievable. It'll be shades of the NFC East last year, I guess. Um, Ray, I'm with you. I didn't really know which way to fall on these win losses. Cause I think everybody's so close. So I also just went with my division winner with the Browns. Uh, I'm getting a little juice at plus plus one fifteen for over nine and a half. Um, but like I said, I really do think they have, they have the goods this year and uh, a full team top to bottom. So I'm going to roll with them there. Let's keep it moving to the AFC South where the Jaguars uh, won this division last year. A lot of quarterback turnover, some rookies, that we got in this division now with Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. Ray, we'll go back to you here. Who you got for your division winner? I mean, I'm assuming this one's going to be a uh, clean sweep, but I'm going Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the addition of Calvin Ridley with the weapons that they already had that Trevor Lawrence showed such a good connection with is going to be massive. And also low-key, I think the Tank Bigby addition is really going to open up this run game. I think it, uh, Doug Pearson loves going uh, running back by committee. I think it gives him a little bit of thunder to Travis Etienne's lightning. Well, I think this offense could be a top five offense in the league. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it leaves a little bit to be desired. I really wish they would have um, addressed like a corner, a cornerback two spot, and as well as another edge rusher. I feel like, I mean, you, we all know my thoughts on Trevon Walker. I don't think he'll ever be um, an elite edge rusher to pair with Josh Allen, but I think that's something that they could use. But this, overall, this defense is is pretty stout and solid. I don't think they're going to be a a bottom 10 unit. I think they'll probably be around that uh, 50% mark. So they're not, they won't lose your games. And in an offensive league like this, I think their offense can out can, uh, keep pace with anyone. Mm-hmm. You agree, Dino? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of what Vrabel, you know, has been able to accomplish obviously mm-hmm. the past five se- past four seasons this is going to be his fifth with um, actually no past five seasons. I apologize. This is going to be his sixth with the Titans and and I really think he will, you know, always have his guys ready to be a tough football team. But and I and I feel like I'm I'm the resident Titans guy here. But I I'm still going to go the Jaguars. You know, this Vrabel needs to overcome an average O line who who has is going to start Nicholas Pettit, Pettit Freer probably probably their best O lineman uh you know not being able to play is suspended. Uh, you have Tannehill, which we know what that is, and you have a 29-year-old running back, you know, who has more tread on their tires than more tread on his tires than you know a 98 Buick Century. So it, that can only take you so far. And I still think this is going to be, you know, harder. I think it's going to be harder than people believe it. It will be for the Jags, but this is definitely their division to lose. Just like just like Ray said, 
you know, that being said, they're going to need, you know, rookie tackle, you know, Anton Harrison. He's going to start out the gate at right tackle there at Oklahoma. They need him to play well. You got to keep, obviously, the golden boy healthy. You need Scherf, who got bags on bags on bags last offseason, to revert back to, you know, being an elite guard. He was pretty, pretty atrocious last year, which is crazy considering I believe he's like top three you know, paid offensive guard in football. Uh, you need first round linebacker, which me and you saw me and you saw us loved uh, in Devin Lloyd. He needs to make a considerable leap. He, I feel like he started off the season solid, but he definitely wavered off and was pretty, you know, not great at all. Um, and then, you know, Trevor needs to make the year three leap, which just like Ray, you know, I have, I have all faith in the world that he will do. You add Ridley, who's just, you know, you add him to the mix. And he has another full year of experience, you know, under Doug Peterson's offense, which we saw him take, you know, like eight, you know, half the season to get accustomed to. But when they did, they were unstoppable. So definitely, definitely the Jags. Yeah, I'll make this a clean sweep and uh, I'll try to do this quickly. I completely agree with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is just going to ascend. And I think this is really a year that he could probably be looked at as a top five quarterback. I think the addition of Calvin Ridley was absolutely massive. And I think by the time they get Cam Robinson back, I feel like this op- this offense will really start to click. Um, and I think last year for them, that comeback win in the playoffs against the Chargers was so massive for them, so big for their confidence moving forward. And then they played a really tough game against Kansas City too in that divisional round. Um, so I really do think this is a team on the rise in a pretty shitty division that they should be able to handle. So – Clean sweep here for uh, for the Jaguars in the AFC South. Let's move to uh, the favorite over-unders. Ray, what do you like in this uh, in this division? Yeah, so here I want a little bit more pessimistic. I'm, I, I went under Texans six and a half. I was minus 135. I just think this is a team that's very young, and I think it's going to take a little bit for this coaching staff and this new regime to get their guys in. I love what they're doing with the off the line. They've extended pretty much everyone on that fucking off the line, and they are looking like a unit that's going to be – a strength for them for the years going forward. And it should really help CJ Stroud, but he is missing a number one target receiver. There's no real difference maker there. And I I'm curious to see how Damian Pierce is going to transition to this offense. I feel like he kind of slowed down towards the end of last season. And on defense, there's just, I feel like there just aren't the right guys or not enough guys on this defensive line in particular for them to really um, excel I think it's just going to be a, a little bit of growing pains for them. So I think six and a half is a little high. I think they're favorited to be like the number two overall pick. So that being said, I think under six and a half is going to be a pretty safe bet. All right. Dino, what do you got? I honestly didn't love any of these to be completely honest with you, but I, when I, I thought of, you know, likely outcomes, I felt like this one probably had the the best out of all of them. And again, this is going to be another pessimistic view and that's Colts under seven and a half minus minus one forty. I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to look pretty at for quite a while. And honestly, I feel like confidence could be, you know, deteriorated pretty quick. This is a a team that obviously just lost their, their most electric and their best offensive player. And Jonathan Taylor, I do not think he's going to play at all this year. I think it's that bad. And I think the language coming out of Jonathan Taylor and his camp is is clear as day that it's either a deal, trade, or no playing. 
And I, I, I think he's going to stick to his word on that. I think the friction between him and Jim Irsay is just too much. And I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to find it just yet. You know, we talked ad nauseum about his inexperience in college and why, you know, you'd be pessimistic, obviously optimistic about his God-given talent, which is just crazy. And the the guy works. And the great young man, by all accounts, he was just, you know, voted a, a captain. I don't think that it, it matters much for his long term, but I, I'm going to go Colts under a seven and a half. The year of the Holden, man. It's been absolutely crazy how many uh, how yeah. many guys are dealing with contract disputes. Dude, that that Zoom meeting, that Zoom meeting, fucked Jonathan Taylor up. I wonder if that <laughs> Zoom meeting can happen if this would be the case. Damn, uh, I'm with Ray here though. I I got Houston under six and a half. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. I just think too many growing pains for them. I really do like the pieces that they've brought in. I really do like this young talent, but. I think they're two years away from being two years away. Um, So I'm going to take Houston under six and a half. All right, let's round out the AFC here with the AFC West. Our reigning champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, won this division last year. The Chargers also made the playoffs. But like I said, they had a 28 to nothing lead against the Jags and blew it in the wild card round. Um, Dino, who you got for your division winner here in the AFC West? But well, the AFC West, I guess you got to obviously start with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. You know, there's serious, serious concerns as of right now for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I I, I think that Andy and crew are, are just going to get their their eighth division title in a row and just really kind of just assert their dominance and their supremacy. And I've I've actually shifted to being slightly more bullish on the Chargers heading into this season. When we did our you know NFL power rankings, uh, very you know way too early NFL power rankings right after the draft, I, I was very much fading the Chargers. But I I genuinely have come to really like the prospect of Kellen Moore opening up this offense and letting Herbie just use that freakish God given talent arm talent he has. You know, considering last year he ranked, and Ray's going to hate this, but they ranked like 22nd, I think, in A dot, which should be a crime punishable punishable by stoning. Honestly, if if <laughs> if you have freaking Justin Herbert as your quarterback, it's actually sick. It's actually sickening. He should be like top five every year, no questions asked. He had, you know, you have Mike Williams. You have a six five guy who could go up and get it with one of the, you know almost the best in the league, uh, you know, but, but injuries are bound to happen in this league. And just as I've said several times about the chargers, I just do not trust, trust this depth at all. There's been a lot of buzz that, you know, Derwin James came out recently saying that this team is just different, that they're everyone's ready to go. This is going to be their best iteration of them by a lot, especially defensively. And I, I believe it. I just don't think they will be healthy for the whole season. And the second they're not, and those second team guys and those third, third string guys who are basically me and you sauce. Um, well, don't let me in with you. Probably, they're probably a little bit more toned up than us. I mean, even though we look good, but th- it, that's when, that's when it wavers and, and chiefs and Mahomes just get it done. Ray, you in the same wavelength chiefs kingdom. Uh, no, I'm I'm going with the change up here. I'm going with, uh, with the chargers. I think Ooh. what Dean said, um, I love I love the Kellen Moore addition. Uh, I think they they're another team that kind of just started drafting strength to strength as well. I think 
Quentin Johnston. They want to get deeper at wide receiver. They have a lot of guys in that room just to um, in case the injury bug does end up biting them. But I love this offense. I think getting Slater back is really going to help their offensive line and keep Herbert protected. Even if he can't, even if they struggle a little bit, Herbert's a fucking gamer, man. He he really won me over with that game against the Chiefs last year. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I love how they're uh, getting some matchup pieces. I love uh, Kenneth Murray and Diane Henley at linebacker. I think Diane Henley in particular, I think he was a guy with uh, they drafted with Travis Kelsey in mind. He's a, he's a tweener linebacker safety who can help c- kind of slow him down along with Derwin James. And then uh, I just hope, I just think they're going to be a little healthier this year. And I think Herbert's going to take another step. I think he's going to keep continue to grow. This offense is really good. And on the Chiefs side, I think, like you said, I think the Kelsey injury is very concerning. Who knows if he – I mean, they're saying that he may play. I don't buy it at least week one. I don't and then, either. And then no Chris way. Jones, too, he's the heart and soul of that fucking defense. If, without him, I think their defensive issues are going to be really um, magnified. So I'm I'm going with Chargers. Yeah, I respect yeah. I'm with you, right? I also have the Chargers here, and I – I'm very worried about Brand Staley because I think this guy just gets in his own way, and I think he can ultimately ruin a season for them. Um, but this Chris Jones holdout is just absolutely miserable. This defensive line is not good without him. Oh, they're gonna great. have to. They're gonna have to play a lot of young guys. They're gonna have to get big production out of Carl Loftus, who they drafted. They're gonna have to get production out of FAU, who they drafted this year. Um, I think their secondary is good, and I think their offense can maybe stay afloat just because they have Patrick Mahomes, even if Kelsey misses a couple games. I'm with you. I don't think there's a shot he plays on uh, tomorrow. There's, it's it's too close to game time for, for him to play, but I just think the Chargers are, are set up really nicely to, to beat this team, especially if they don't have Chris Jones. So um, I think the Chiefs obviously still make the playoffs, but – uh, I'm taking the Chargers as well. All right, let's move to uh, favorite over-unders in this division. Uh, Dino, who you got for us? I got under for the Broncos, under Ooh. eight and a half. Shout out uh, Sean Payton. I, shit. I don't know why, but this is the only one. I don't know why I didn't write down the line for it. I believe it was I believe it was just minus 110. I believe it was flat. Uh, you know, I hate to do it because I, I do think this team, more specifically the offense, you know, will look a lot better, much better. It couldn't look worse, obviously, but much, much, much better under Sean Payton. But this schedule is is as tough as it gets. And the injury bug is already swirling in this wide receiver room, which is a big, big, big deal. Judy is hurt. Tim Patrick done for the year, which is not nothing. Tim Patrick is a, is a very good contributor and would have been a very solid uh, wide receiver three for them. Obviously, Marvin Mims comes into the role now. I loved him out of college. Um, He was one of my my guys going into the draft. But then you think of Cortland Sutton. Can he get back to when it looked like he was really going to break out and make that leap to stardom, you know, before his catastrophic injury in 2020? He's put together two solid years where he's been healthy for the most part. A lot of lingering stuff. But, I mean, if he's playing like that, you know, where he gets like – 60 for 600 I just feel like they need more and Judy's already hurt and you know how it goes with the lower extremity pulls and strains it, it could last for half the season and then you know it's already done 
And then lastly, this this team is going to for sure struggle against the run. And this was kind of the this is what kind of locked it in stone for me. Why I don't believe they'll get above eight hundred. They're really going to struggle against the run. They they lost obviously Draymond Jones, who played really well, uh, not only getting pressure but but also against the run. And and this team, they just don't have the horses inside. And and then you have obviously two extremely tough games against both the Chargers and the Chiefs. You know, if you split both, split one, that's good. Uh, and then you have to get gimmies off of the Raiders, you would you would presume, for them to hit this over. And honestly, I think this Raiders team is built to beat them, and I think they have a good shot at sweeping them. They're going to run it down their freaking gullet all day long, and then they're going to get after the quarterback to, you know, with obviously those those horses they got with, you know, Chandler Jones. Hopefully he could revert back. And you have obviously Max, who's a freak, and uh, my homie Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. But for that reason, do under Broncos eight and a half. Bet you, Ray. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna go the Broncos, but I'll piggyback where you just left off. I'm going over six and a half for the Raiders. Uh, That's what I was gonna do. Yeah, so I, I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh McDaniels connection is a lot stronger than a lot of people uh want to like want to admit. I know Jimmy G is bound to get hurt eventually, but I think this seems just I think it's better than a six and a half win line, to be honest. I think that was kind of uh kind of crazy value wise. I think they're gonna run the ball heavy, but even so, I mean Devontae Adams, uh Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers is not a bad wide receiver court at all. Uh I think Michael Mayer is gonna play a prominent role in this offense as well too. I think that was a steal of a pick this year's draft. And like Dean said, I love the uh, trio of edge rushers they have. Hopefully Chandler Jones does get the, his whole issues resolved. I don't know. They said it was because, what, they didn't let him in the gym or some shit? Yeah. yeah crazy. But Max Crosby is a top seven edge rusher in the league, and I'm a big fan of Tyree Wilson, which his length and strength, I think he's that's going to produce right away. I don't think he's going to be a top um, – like a top – like a 10 plus sack guy, but I think he's going to make a difference immediately. The back end of this defense, however, is a concern. That's really my only, my only hesitation to uh, make this bet, but I, I still like it. Yeah. I'm on, uh, I'm on the opposite side of you, right? I'm going under six and a half for, uh, for Las Vegas. I, th- I think this is trouble in paradise. Honestly, I think Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat. I think this guy could be out in the middle of this season, possibly. Um, Are they still paying Gruden? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to be out, buddy. I don't think Jimmy G is going to st- be able to stay healthy this full season. He's already having issues um, this whole offseason. This Josh Jacobs situation just got resolved. Devontae Adams had a little spat with them in the, this offseason as well. Now, obviously, we know about this Chandler Jones issue. I just think it's trouble in paradise over in Vegas. And uh, I think Devontae could possibly be on the move. This offseason, uh, dur- during the season. And I just, I don't really like this roster, especially this defense outside of mm-hmm. Max Crosby. And I mean, Chandler Jones didn't even play that well last year, but yeah. they're going to need a lot from, from Tyree Wilson, especially. I think the interior of this defensive line kind of stinks. This linebacking group is fucking miserable. And I think the secondary isn't that good. I mean, they brought in Marcus Peters, but I think he's getting up there and he's kind of washed. Um, and then I think this offensive line really overachieved last year and played way over their, uh, over their heads. I think Colton Miller's a good, good left tackle, but I think outside of him, that interior, that offensive line, I do not think is very good. So, um, 
I'm thumbs down on on Vegas right now, and I think uh, I think they're going to struggle. Oh, you guys, you guys should, you guys should have a, you guys should have a bet about it. Yeah, should we kiss? <laughs> I, was, I have too many bets with fucking people. Like, I got chill. <laughs> All right, let's Wait, keep it moving. I want to see that notes page. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it moving. Let's roll to the NFC. We'll start with the NFC East. The Eagles won this division last year. They lost. In the Super Bowl last year, three teams made the playoffs last year with the Cowboys and the Giants. Ray, we'll start with you here. Who you got as your division winner in the NFC East? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Georgia Eagles. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles, my bad. But, yeah, this, this, I, was, I, I was a hater last year. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, not rightfully so. I, rightfully I proved, so. Yeah, I got proved wrong. <laughs> I still I still don't like Philly people and their, uh, their citizenry. I think they're scumbags. But besides the point... <laughs> This this roster is genuinely just built how oh, you how we like, this is this is like a just picture perfect roster construction by um oh my gosh Howie. what's his name Howie that everyone wanted fired about two years ago for no fucking reason uh, I think this offense can keep growing Jalen Hurts I'm not entirely sold on him being a top five quarterback yet but take another step this year he's a gamer by all accounts he can he's a dual threat guy too. Um, and then just this defense, dude, they just kept adding fucking pieces. I think Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis together this year is going to be a fucking nasty duel in the interior. Uh, kind of help us re- replace the loss of Hargrave a little bit. And then on the edge, they're still, they're still fucking deep as ever. Brandon Graham, Josh White, Derek Barnett all should have um, major production, not to mention Hassan Reddick and Nolan Smith, the two juice, uh, juiced undersized guys off the edge as well. So as a whole, I, I really do love the way this team is built. So I think they end up taking it over Dallas. You know, you're rolling with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna really suck. I'm gonna do what Ray did um, a bit ago, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna double. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, be a little bit quick for time as well. But the I, I, I'll first say the Cowboys have a real shot to contest for this division again. They, you know. They gave a really good shot. I know. I know. I believe they won twelve, and and Eagles won fourteen. So it ended up being not too close. But you know that Cowboys team is is going to be right up there alongside with them again. Uh, but you know, you look at who is gone from this Eagles team in the off season, and I'm going to be kind of reiterating what Ray said. But I see almost no drop off to the younger guys who are going to step in and replace them. You got my guy Sidney Brown at safety. Nicobe Dean at linebacker, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, just like he said in the interior of that defensive line. And then another my guy, you have Nolan Smith on the D line. And they they didn't lose besides Javon Hargrave. They lost CJ Gardner Johnson, who's obviously played very well, uh, played in the nickel a bunch. Um, and uh Edmonds, right? Oh my gosh, I forgot there their linebacker but Nicobe Dean's gonna step right into that role not Edmonds Edwards but um it's honestly just too funny that they still have this much depth after they lost so much in the offseason obviously they weren't able to retain because money doesn't grow on trees even though it definitely does in the NFL uh salary crap is fake but I I also paired that with Eagles over 11 and a half you got it at plus 105 I don't see how they lose seven, six games. Sorry, man. Yeah. I'll make this I'll make this a clean sweep. Eagles minus one thirty five to win this division. Um I honestly might hammer that actually now that I'm talking about it. I don't see a way that they don't win this division outside of injury. 
like you guys said, just too loaded. And I think, um, I think they're out for blood this year too. I think they really thought last year was their year to win the Super Bowl and not winning. I think it just made them come back hungrier and stronger. And a lot of guys that maybe they thought were going to retire even came back with Kelsey and, and Fletcher Cox. Um, so I think it's full go again this year for uh, for Philly. All right, Ray uh, Dino gave us his his favorite over under. Who do you like here? Oh, Giants under seven and a half. I think they're just they're going to return. Save to for the, the people in the back. They're returning to the uh, to the mean. They, they're they're just not. I don't think they are what they were last year, despite them winning a playoff game. Uh, I like the addition of John Michael Schmitz, but that interior of that offensive line is still concerned. And Daniel Jones, I don't. I think they're going to try to put a little bit more responsibility on his plate and let him throw a little bit more this season. And I just don't see that turning out too well. Not to mention, um, the, just the lack of depth at running back too is a little bit concerning. I like Eric Gray a lot, but Matt Breida and Gary Bright- Brightwell leave a, little, a lot to be desired. And Saquon, I mean, he was really, really solid last year, really great last year and, and healthy, but he's had to deal with that injury bug too throughout his entire career. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Wink, he's going to have this defense ready to go. I do like the the uh, drafting of Deontay Banks, and I do lo- I actually love the trade of Isaiah for Isaiah Simmons. I think Wink's going to use him really well all over the field. But again, I just don't think this offense is going to be able to carry the, their weight. And I think now that they finished they finished where they did last year, I think the schedule is going to get got a little tougher. And I just think they're going to kind of fall back a little bit. Nice. Love that. Uh, I'm going over six and a half for the Washington Commanders. That's what I was was between, too. I think Uh, I like Commanders this year. Yeah, I do, too. It's plus 100 right now. Um, This team was 8-8-1 last year. Almost made the playoffs. Just a really solid team up and down. I think um, Eric Biennemi coming over from Kansas City is going to open up their offense a little bit more. I mean, this team 8-8-1 with Carson Wentz and Ty- Taylor Heineke playing quarterback for them. I think Sam Howell um, is severely underrated. I think he's going to have a really good year. They got weapons. I think this is going to be a big year for Jahan Dotson, who will explode next to Terry McLaurin, especially as he starts to come back from, from his turf toe injury. I think for them, improving the offensive line with Andrew Wiley was, was big for them too. I mean, outside of the Eagles, this is a – damn good defensive line with chase young coming back from his neck injury. He's in, he's been a, a limited participant this week. So they're feeling real good about where he is. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen and Montez sweat. That is some dogs on that defensive line. And I think, I know we weren't the biggest fans of Emmanuel Forbes coming out just with his size. Um, but they seem to really like him. Apparently he's done great at camp and he's going to get a job uh, to start the season opposite Kendall Fuller. So I think that was a big area of need for them in this draft. And I think if he comes out and he plays well, I think this defense could be really, really solid. So I like them to, to win seven games. So uh, commanders over six and a half for me. Love that bet. Let's keep it rolling to the NFC North where the Minnesota Vikings won this division last year. Dino, we'll start with you. Uh, this division honestly is in a transition period. I guess I'll call it no more Aaron Rodgers in, in this division. Jordan Love is now here. A lot of people talking about the Lions. The Vikings had a great year last year, and a lot of people, I think, including yourself, really love what the Chicago Bears did this offseason, too. So, who you like, uh, for the NFC North? All right, buckle up, boys. Buckle. Give it to me. All right, so there are always 
a good amount of teams, a handful of teams that that surprise. And there's always a like two or three that truly surprise. And obviously, we've been going over our division winners. A lot of it has been, for the most part, chalk. Honestly, besides, uh, I mean, the the Browns was probably the the least likely according to odds, but this one is going to uh, shatter that one a, a touch. And and my winner of the NFC North is going to be the Packers. And obviously that is 100% <laughs> paired with over seven and a half minus 120, absolutely smashing that line. That line is, is ridiculous. It will get actually torched. I, I'm going to come out of the gate and say, I don't fully believe in this defense, but at all levels, this pa- of this Packers defense they have big time difference makers, and with the addition of Van Ness, they have, I believe, it's now eight first rounders. So it's just loaded with talent. But at the end of the day, this ultimately comes down to one thing: Do you have faith in Jordan Love to take the reins and do something special with it? And I really, really do. Uh, my co-host will not like this that I'm saying this, but Rogers was when you, especially when you look deep into the numbers, was pretty horrid last year. I said a little bit before when we talked about the Jets, and as I said, primarily because you know of injury and his situation, I just feel like there was no motivation there. But statistically, with their best lineman playing hurt, and obviously I'm talking about Bakhtiari, Rogers saw above average, well above average protection, actually tenth best pass pro, pass pro, and in clean pocket situations, he was it was his worst feet worst season by far. Now you got Bakhtiari healthy. I think this is an offensive line that's going to be a top 10 unit, uh, both in pass and in the run, as they were last year. And Bakhtiari was dealing with a pretty significant injury he was playing through. Uh, Now on to Love, though. In all four of his training camps, all reports have come out to say he has seen vast, vast, vast improvement. I understand you can't believe all training camp reports. We've all been duped dozens and dozens of times by these hilariously over-positive pieces of shit. But uh, Love should, on top of that, have a very, very underrated support system. You know, he'll have a dynamic one-two punch in Jones and Dillon that is still uh, upper echelon one-two punch in the league. And what I predict to be a very, very, very good wide receiver room led by uh, – and, well, and pass catchers, just pass catchers, honestly. Obviously, you got Jones out of the backfield. The reason why I say pass catchers is you cannot – discount what Aaron Jones does out of the backfield for the the pass game uh and then you have sophomore hopefuls in in Dobbs and Watson I think Watson is going to have a, a unreal year Dobbs is already connected with a touchdown in the preseason with love and they have all reports say that they have great connection in camp uh you have rookie Jaden Reed out of Michigan State I uh, believe taken in the second right? Or the in the second. Um, and then you have Musgrave, who's been awesome. They say that he's been electric uh, route running, and he's been getting separation quite easily. So, uh, I mean, people also forget Love was a first rounder. He can run a 4-6, so he, he can threaten you with his legs. He, he's not a willing participant in that, but uh, he could also just sling the rock deep with ease. I, I think that LaFleur is going to have this team ready to surprise some people. And I think Packers are the biggest surprise of 2023. Damn, Ray, how are we feeling about that? It's a bad day. It's a sad day when, no. you, when you have to agree with the anime boy. But I, I thought I was going to be a little bit of a contrarian on this one. I guess not. I'm going Packers too. Um, I, a little bit of a twist. I mean, I do love what they did with their skill position guys. I love the youth in that room. 
Uh, I think Tucker Craft too. I think they're going to run a lot of uh, two tight end sets in this offense. But I think this is going to be a run heavy team. I think they're going to win on the backs of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I just love the defensive front in particular. I think they're all versatile and can play so many different roles. I love, I mean, you know me, I'm a big Colby Wooden guy. He's one of my guys. Love some Lucas Van Ness, Rashawn Gary. I think they just offer a lot of just versatility and just different. They complement each other all really well. Even Carl Brooks, I think he'll get some uh, time on the interior rushing the passer as well. And then on the back end, I love Yair Alexander, Rasul Douglas. I think they're just fucking proven veterans who just have done it and done it and done it. That's a great and, one too. And especially when Eric Stoke gets back, I think that's one of the, my favorite secondaries in the league. Um, so I just think, I also think, I just want to say, I think this is more of a uh, indictment on the division. I think it's going to, this whole division, I think it's going to be struggling to get over that 500 mark. I think the Packers end up taking it with nine wins. Damn. I, is, I can't believe that you just agree with me on that. I mean, There's... I thought for sure it was going to be Detroit, Detroit from both of you. And I was like, okay, that's whack. And I, I just genuinely think Detroit's going to – I think they're going to uh, disappoint a little bit. I think the Vikings, it's so tough to say what they're going to be like with no Dalvin Cook and no Thielen. I think they're such a wild card. And then the Bears, you know me. I'm not a believer in them yet. I, I, have, mm-hmm. they have, I have to see it before I believe it with them. So, yeah. Damn. All so right. Awesome. Say the Lions. Here you go. Go on your little monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh I'm not going to say the Lions out. Just kidding. I am going to say the Lions. <laughs> uh, this team is just is just primed and ready to win this division. This is a like I said, this is a division in complete transition, um, and I really do think it's their time to win. I think this offense is just going to be explosive this year. This is the best offensive line in the division by far. I think it's one of the best offensive lines in the league, top five. Uh, and I think adding Jameer Gibbs to this offense is just going to give offense coordinator Ben Johnson just so much to work with. I think golf feels really comfortable in this offense. Now I'm on Raj has been a top 10 wide receiver um, since him and golf have really started to connect. And I think this defense is going to take the next step. I think they were really bad last year and they really needed their offense to bail them out of a lot of games. But I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to come in big time uh, for a second year jump. I think Liam McNeil is going to play really well in the interior, and I think they address their needs kind of in the secondary, which was non-existent last year. Cam Sutton going to start outside corner for them. Um, they brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles. They uh, drafted Brian Branch, who's going to play in the slot for them. So I really do think it's their time, and uh, God, I love me some Dan Campbell. Let's go, baby. Such a Dan Campbell stand. How could you not be? How could you not fucking love that guy? Uh, also, before you ask, too, I forgot to mention, I did lie earlier. I forgot I took over seven and a half with the Packers as well. By <laughs> taking them to win the division, I got to take the over seven and a half. So, Fair enough. Do you know who you got for uh, your over-under? He did the Packers as well. You got the Packers as well? All right. Um, I have the Minnesota Vikings over eight and a half. I mean... I wanted to do that, too. But, dude, that's such a wild card, that fucking team. It is such a wild card, but, I mean... Their offense, their the defense is pretty pathetic, honestly. They're going to struggle, but I just think this offense is so loaded. Um, I think their offensive line is going to take another step forward. I think they got some really good play last year, especially a tackle with Darisaw and with Brian O'Neill. Um, but adding Jordan Addison to pair with Justin Jefferson, I think is going to be really nice. You get a full season now 
of TJ Hawkinson after they just paid him out the ass. Um, I just think this offense is going to be too good for them to not win nine games. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I don't think their schedule is that, is that bad. Um, so I'm going to roll with them over eight and a half. I mean, what was this? This team was what? 13 and four last year. Um, I know they won a ton of one score games last year, but I mean, you can't say that's all luck. They, they closed out games that they needed to. So over eight and a half for a team that won 13 games. Um, I think that's pretty fair. All right, let's keep it moving to the worst division in football, the NFC South. Uh, the Buccaneers won this division last year. This division just sucks, honestly. Um, Dino, we'll start with you. Who do you like to win this division? Uh, I'm not going to get spicy on this one, even though this is definitely a, a, a two-horse race and, and, and both have a, a very fair shot for sure, but I'm going to go with the Saints. Like you said, it's an extremely weak this division. I kind of get the Falcons Falcons hype because they're starting to get a, a solid amount of money uh, into the market right now. Their their line is 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 dropping pretty precipitously, and I would not be shocked if. I mean, I guess we're only twenty four. We're only you know a few days out from from when they kick off, and and obviously those get locked in. But I feel like that price might even get closer to to a pick 'em between them. I think it's at like plus 100 for the saints and, and plus 200 for the, for the Falcons. And, and I get the Falcons hype, but somehow this defense of, of 90 year olds as we, they're legit. I, no one is under like 40 years old. It, feel, it feels like it was really, really good last year. And granted, you know, it's a huge step down in competition facing the easiest QB schedule in the league this year. And, you know, they're getting a year older, but it, like I just said, they're facing the easiest QB schedule, and I think they're going to play really well again. And on offense, you have the best right tackle in football by many people's calculation in Ramcheck. I obviously think a healthy Trevor Penning for a full year is going to have a, a very solid year. He he showed to be very good in the run, but a liability in the in pass pro, I think he cleans that up. And then the obvious is that wide receiver room. You, you have Olave. You have undrafted free agent standout in, in Raheed Shahid, who uh, played awesome last year. And uh, Michael Thomas, I, I feel like that this is going to be his year where he actually comes in and actually makes, because I feel like he hasn't played football in eight years. Uh, call me crazy. but Or played in a meaningful capacity in eight years. But I think it's going to be really cool to have him come in and be the third option here. And I feel like that's where he's going to really – make his mark and make this an underrated wide receiver room, even though everyone is hyping up Olave to have a, another great year, which I definitely think he will. And uh, lastly, that they are saying that, you know, Kamara has his burst back this year. And I know he's going to be, you know, suspended for three games, but that was best case scenario, three games. If he comes back and, you know, you have Jamal Williams scoring 80 touchdowns again from the one yard line and Kamara is back to being, you know, at least 80% of old Kamara. All of this is going to result in in a success and a resurgence for Carr as a generational twelve to fifteen quarterback in this league. Generational twelve and generational was the operative <laughs> word there. Generational because he, he just lives there. <laughs> what about, <laughs> right? What are you thinking? Um, I went a different route. I went Tampa Bay with this one. 
Uh, this is a team. That's, this, this is a team. It's another team that's. I think they're just in. They're tra- doesn't get this spicy. They're transitioning right now, but they haven't gone full rebu- rebuild. And I think there's just still so many fucking pros on this team. I mean, like just veterans, Mike Evans, Godwin, um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, goddamn Vita Vea, Logan Hall, Devin White, Levante David, uh, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield Jr. This this team has a lot of fucking guys, and I know they're missing the quarterback, but. I'm such a Baker stan. I know he hasn't looked good, but with these <laughs> you with, are, I am. But with, with these weapons and this offensive line is a, it's solid to say the least. I think they're going to be, they're going to be like a, more of an old school. I think they're going to rely on uh, Rashad White a lot too. If I'm being honest, but I don't know. I just think this division is so weak and it's up for grabs right now. I'm going to go with the team that has the, the best supporting cast around their quarterback, even though the quarterback is not, um, I guess. Uh, the best or second best, or maybe I know he's maybe third even best. Third. No, no, he's, <laughs> no, he's third best. He's third best. Oh, I cannot believe it. I that makes so much sense, though. I honestly was shocked when you said it out loud, but you're your Baker Stan. That is, yeah, this is that a... you just want you, you just want to go down with the ship. I respect it. That's Fuck a yeah. team, too. Like Get you it, said, fucking years. That, I'm sorry, that, that was funny. They're they're a team, like you said, too, who just have so many pros on it. I feel like. I mean, if they're taking Bill Belichick's school of thought that um, you'd rather sell a guy a year too early than a year too late, if they start to sell off, if they start to fall a little bit in the beginning of the season, they can recoup a ton of capital for those guys. Because like you said, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and all those corners are meaningful to, to playoff teams. So if they did start to falter a little bit in the beginning of the season and they start to sell off some guys – they can recoup a ton of capital and start to rebuild this fairly quickly. Um, I don't know if Baker gets it done for them, but I, I like what you said. And this division is up for grabs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it up for grabs again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Falcons uh, as my division winner plus two hundred. Um, I really you're like such a, they... you're such a fucking mark. Okay, <laughs> um, I really like what they did this off season, and I mean, my God. Is there a more underrated coach than than Arthur Smith? This team has been dog shit the past two years in terms of talent, and he's gotten seven and ten the last two years with with this roster. Yeah, Pretty crazy, cool. um, straight out of the Mike Vrabel school of, of thought. Um, I really think adding Bijan Robinson. I didn't think it was the best pick at the time, but adding him to this offense with what they want to do is going to open up so much for Drake London and for Kyle Pitts. I also love them adding Matthew Bergeron to this really good offensive line, this best offensive line in the division for sure. And then on the defensive side, a couple older pieces, but um, Calais Campbell and uh, David Omenyata along the defensive front with Grady Jarrett, that's a good defensive front. I really like that. And then getting Jesse Bates to help in the back end um, with AJ Terrell, I really like it. The def- The division's up for grabs, like you said. And I really do think even if Ritter struggles, I think that Taylor Heineke can get this team um, to a division win. I swear to God, if Taylor Heineke was starting to start the year, I'd be much more confident in this team. That guy's a gamer. That guy's the epitome of gamer. I kind of like Carolina, too. If Brian Burns will get on the field, I kind of like Carolina, too. Um, How many people are holding out and they're just not even talking about it? It's it's crazy. It's the year of the holding. 
I forgot about the fucking burns. It's unbelievable. Um, let's go to uh, favorite over unders. Ray, we'll start with you. Who you got? Well, I'm I'm not a mark, so I'm gonna go under eight and a half for the Falcons. Uh, this team is just. I feel like they're another team that's a media darling that I'm just not buying at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sold on Desmond Ritter. I think he went two and two last year, and he. I think he played pretty well. Two touchdowns, no picks. I think around a sixty percent completion percentage, but. I just I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm not buying this team yet. I I think they're gonna have to be a run heavy team if they want to survive. But the defensive side of the ball, they I feel like they're all just like imports and a lot of free agent signings. But none of them are like legit legit difference makers that they brought in. I think this defense is gonna be the Achilles heel of the team. Uh, I don't really like any of their edge rushers at all. They have some good interior rushers and they're gonna be stout against the run, but they can't get after the passer. Then after AJ Terrell. Their cornerbacks are a lot of just question marks. So I, I think under eight and a half, I think eight and a half is a ridiculous line. I think team people are just buying in too much. So it was a no-brainer for me. I mean, is it a ridiculous line that they won seven games the past two years with that roster? I do think so, yes. Okay. Do you know who you got? <laughs> that is so monotone. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with Ray here. I, I was gonna do over uh for the Saints, but that would be my third time doing such a thing because I did it with the Eagles winning and they're over and, and Packers winning and over. So I'm, I'm instead going to uh, fade the Falcons fan club and for exactly what Ray said. Uh, when anything is a media darling to this capacity with with without a proven track record especially and the fact that they had a Marcus Mariota on a 13-game leash – which that leash was way too, way too long considering, you know, he was horrible and Desmond Ritter wasn't able to beat him out for that job. And now again, if if Taylor Heineke was playing, I'd have more faith in this team. I I just don't think Desmond Ritter is going to come out and be ready yet for exactly. Like I said, he wasn't able to beat out a, a, a pitiful Marcus Mariota. And I think that his leash will also be too long. Uh, especially off of what Arthur Smith is saying. And I'm just going to uh, – I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going Tampa over six and a half. It's plus 120. Um, for all the things that Ray said, they still have dudes on this team. This division is really weak. I think they could easily split this division. And then you just have to get four wins through, throughout the rest of your schedule. Um, I think the defense could easily win them a couple games, even if Baker's not playing that well. So, uh, and I like it with the juice plus one twenty. So I'm going over six and a half for Tampa. All right, boys, let's round out our last division, the NFC West. This has been the 49ers division. Um, Seattle also made the playoffs last year. So a lot of hype with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Dino, we'll start with you. Who you got for your division winner here? Uh, this one's going to be chalk for me sauce. No fear. Bosa has signed. This is going to be the 49ers. Uh, I'm also, as well as the uh, the resident uh, Titans fan, I, I am for sure the resident Niners fan. That, that That's for shit, sure. And a- although I love the Seahawks, this Niners team is just absolutely stacked. I- I've actually, I-, I see, you know, I see very little drop-off, if any, defensively without D'Amico. I get it that he did a great job, but we saw when Salah left and that defense was electric and amazing. They had no drop-off to D'Amico. I don't ex- expect drop-off again. Uh, they have Shanahan, who is a top-three coach in the league right now. I don't think that's even a disputable – I think it's a, a fact. 
they have their guy in Purdy, who is by all reports healthy. And to put the icing on the cake, they actually have one of the best insurance policies in backup Sam Darnold. One of the best backup in, backups you're, in quarterback. You're just backups saying that because you want your card to uh, rise in value. Oh, I sold it. I sold it. <laughs> you didn't know? I got a hilariously, a hilariously high offer for it. And I recouped only, I recouped like a good old, I recouped like 50% of my investment, which is wild. Because I don't think it was even worth 5% what I bought it at. That's what we love. Net losses. Yeah. All right, Ray, who you got here? Yeah, I'm going uh, with Dean, San Francisco. I think Brock Purdy as a full, with a full year under center too. I think um, Shanahan, I think he, they tried getting too cute. I don't know if it was some pressure from the GM with the whole Trey Lance pick, but Brock Purdy fits this scheme like like a fucking perfectly and i think that he's just gonna uh excel in this offense i think they're gonna be run heavy they're just gonna do what they've always done and uh, like dean said i don't see much of a drop off with D'Amico leaving i think this defense has way too many dudes thankfully they were able to get nick bosa on the field uh because he's a, a difference maker obviously so uh, i think they're gonna run it back um, this is also another low-key weak division i'm not a seattle fan at all so also, adding Javon Hargrave is going to be ridiculous. That guy had like an 18% pressure rate when when rushing the quarterback from interior. It, I actually, it, I feel like it opens up Eric Armstead to be, you know, the twenty his 2020 version. And I can only imagine what it does for the guys on the outside. It's actually going to be filthy. Yeah, I'm going to make this clean sweep. This team just has so much. This, this team actually is hilarious, like looking at their roster. Because it's either like they have an all pro or they have a guy who's like a nobody mm-hmm. at certain positions, like especially like at linebacker and some of their offensive linemen. But they have so many fucking all pros. It's actually ridiculous. Um, too much talent. And I really think this conference is just going to be Eagles 49ers again. So clean sweep here. Let's go to uh, our favorite over unders. Ray, we'll start with you. Who do you like? I'm going Rams over six and a half minus one Oh five. This is just, honestly, it's a real gut, just an absolute gut pick. It's a soccer bet. Like we'll call it what it is. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's the soccer bet. Okay. I mean, minus one Oh five. I don't know. That's not what I call soccer bet, but agree to disagree here. I just think this offensive scheme is going to end up winning out. Uh, I also made this before the whole Cooper cup news too, but I, I digress. I think this, I think Stafford, hopefully he'll be healthy all season. Uh, they're going to be another team. I think they're going to mix in the run really well. I think Cam Makers is finally going to break out. Cross my fingers. I hope so. I've invested a lot in him in fantasy. And then on the defensive side of the ball, this, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. But as I mentioned earlier, this is a weak division. Uh, I think they can end up splitting it eventually, possibly. And then all they have to do is take four more games on the uh, the rest of the way. So I like I like the Rams to return a little bit here. You know who you got. This one, this one's spicy. I like this one a lot. And I actually like it a lot, a lot. And it's going to be the Cardinals over three and a half, minus 135. <laughs> nice. I think this is I think this is a fucking lock. You gotta hear me out, though. You gotta hear me out. This is this I'm because obviously we would agree. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna preface it like that. But you know, this is recently actually seen a noticeable dip. It was it was opened at four and a half. It was juiced to the under, of course. Everyone was smashing under. And just in the past, like, five, six days, it has now gotten, at most shops, three and a half. 
you can get over. It's obviously juiced to the over, but you can get over at like minus 140, minus 135 is widely available. This is still available. I just checked. And this noticeable dip happened, I would assume, for the most part, after Caleb Williams, you know, has set in stone in a lot of people's minds that you'd be crazy not to sit Kyler and tank for him. But, but Caleb's dad just came out and he said, and this is just yesterday, I believe, Caleb will opt to stay another year if the team picking at one is not the right fit. But that part doesn't even matter. This is the part that matters. Much more importantly, we have all seen the plenty of odd clips of Gannon, right? Jonathan Gannon, their new yeah. their new head coach, since he's been hired. And um, you guys would be on something fucking strong if you think this guy would ever tank or not play Kyler when he's available. And we all know Kyler will want to play to prove his value if available. And I think he'll be available by week six, week eight, the latest. And if he plays after that, I don't care if they're 0-7 at that point, 0-5, 0-6, I think they cover with four wins with Kyler Murray at the helm. I think Kyler Murray is still an awesome quarterback and still very, very, very capable of being a top 10 guy, especially only a year. Um, no, having like a full like nine, 10 months, 11 months removed from an ACL and the guy is widely, wildly athletic. So it should be very easy for him to do. I think All Jonathan right. Gann's going to be a one and done. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's going to play Kyler fucking Murray. I yeah. actually don't get how this went to three and a half. I was, I, I have, I have a I lot. Of, I respect I the bet though. I respect the bet. I think it definitely happens. Am I crazy? There's an outside chance that fucking Clayton Toon gets it done. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But Kyler's good. Because obviously, let's be real. This over-under is will Kyler play at all? Yeah. Um, that fucking I'm, Goober is going to play him. It's all right. like set in stone. I'm, uh, I really thought long and hard about this one. Um, originally, I had Seahawks over eight and a half. Their schedule, especially the back half, is just ridiculous um so dean i'm actually on the opposite side of you i'm going under three and a half um with the juice plus 120 for the arizona cardinals this, <laughs> this roster is just so fucking, bad this roster is pathetic <laughs> so this bad. is like worse than midtown east jv football games that we had to sit through it is so fucking bad um i don't know what's gonna happen with kyler um, and I think even if he comes back, I think they're just going to be in such disarray that it, it won't even matter. The Caleb Williams thing doesn't really bother me at all because there's no way he comes back for another year. It's way too much money. There's way too much risk on injury for him to not go to the NFL. Um, and I think all signs lead to uh, to Caleb Williams in an Arizona Cardinals jersey. So I'm going under three and a half. That, that that didn't really matter. Like I said, that didn't really matter. I wanted to put it out there as a tidbit, though. Right. All right. Before we wrap this up, we'll run through each of our division winners, and then you guys give me the rest of the playoffs. Three teams. So, bad. <laughs> uh, so Ray, give me your uh, division winners for the AFC, and then the three teams who you think are going to be in the playoffs. So uh, I got the Jets, the Bengals, the Jaguars, and the Chargers. And I think the Chiefs, Bills, and Browns are going to join them in there. Um, and then for the NFC, we have the Eagles, the Packers, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco. And I'll say Dallas, Seattle, 
And I, I'll, I'll give Detroit. Ah, fuck it. No, I lied. Minnesota's going to sneak in with that seven <laughs> speed. <laughs> All right, Dino, who you got? All right, I think the uh, the Jags get in. Uh, wait, wait, I'm doing this incorrectly. I, I think I think the 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 Jets get in, winning the East. I think the I'm trying to go in alphabetical order. Um, I think the Ravens get in, winning the North. The Jags get in, winning the South. The Chiefs get in, winning the West. And then my three wild uh, my three wild cards are going to be. Bengals, Bills, Browns. What about the NFC? Oh, sorry. I'm doing this on the fly, so I was just thinking about it. I, I, I really? like Browns couldn't team. tell. <laughs> Fuck off. I, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think out of the East, I believe, uh, so the Eagles win the East. The Packers, like I said, win the North. Surprise, surprise. The Saints win the South, and the Niners win the West. I think the Seahawks come in as a a wild card. The Cowboys come in as a wild card, and the Lions come in as a wild card. Nice. I'll wrap us up here. So I got the Jets coming out of the AFC East. I have the Browns out of the AFC North, the Jags out of the South, and then the Chargers out of the West. And then I got the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals to round out the AFC playoffs. Then I have the Eagles winning the NFC East, the Lions winning the North. I have the Falcons winning the South, and then the 49ers winning the West. And then I have the Cowboys, Vikings, and Seahawks to round out our playoffs. Good stuff, fellas. That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFL preview. Stay with us. We got week one NFL bets coming up. We have week two college football bets coming up. So stay locked in. We are so fired up for this game tomorrow on Thursday between the Chiefs and the Lions. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with a number two. You can now find us on underdogpodcast.com as well. Stick with us as we head into this 2023-2024 season. Fellas, appreciate you. Love you. Jet up.